Alrighty, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome to No Hot Smoke. I, you know, I wonder if more than just good morning, good afternoon, good evening, there's like an additional thing that I can say. I think those three are enough, right? Anyway, welcome to the show. My name is Fun, and today I am going to bring you guys something you guys wanted to hear about. So, but before we do that, before we dive right in, I want to thank our listeners out there. Thank you guys for listening on Spotify and iTunes. And for those of you who just clicked the link on the website, thank you for listening as well. For those of you who are clicking the link on the website, we do ask that you scroll to the bottom of the website. Just take your mouse and go, not with your mouth, but you actually got to do the hand motion with the mouse in your hand. Take the mouse and scroll all the way to the bottom of the website. And at the bottom, there's a space to comment. Please drop in a comment there. Give us your suggestions. Uh, let us know what you'd like to hear about. Maybe uh, how you like the show. And if you didn't like the show, what we could have done better. Because we do use those suggestions to kind of curate what we're going to be bringing to you guys. And if you just don't feel like going to the website and doing the whole website thing uh, by leaving a comment at the bottom, you can also go on our Facebook page and you can find this either under No Hot Smoke or Afri Talk. Afri Talk Z, so, or Afri Talks, so whether you want to say Afri Talks or Afri Talk Z, either way, you can find us on both ways on our Facebook page. Now, if you're further feeling so uninclined to go on Facebook or drop a comment at the bottom of the website, you can go ahead and go on your Instagram and send us a note that way. Or you can send me, I'm fun, E-T-U-K-E-R-E-N, last name a note on my Instagram page. So either way you can reach us, but we'd really like to hear you guys' comments and suggestions. So once again, thank you all for listening. Now today, you guys, it's like a kid who's been let out of, you know, let out to kind of meander on their own. Today I'm flying solo, okay? Meaning it's all me today. Nobody for me to kind of tap into there you know, their smartness. So it's, it's on me. So you guys might be in for an amazing show or a good show. Either way, it's not going to be bad. Okay. So the production team has graciously, I, or I assume graciously, maybe not so graciously, allowed me to fly solo. So I wish I had a drum. I would just do the little drum roll thing, but I don't clearly have a drum and I'm not going to drum on my computer because that's not cool. Because then you guys are going to get the feedback, and that's just not nice. So, anyway, today's show. So, today's show is going to piggyback off of the last show. And the last show, we discuss ways parents can raise their kids to be connected to the motherland. We discuss specific actions that parents can take. And that was centered on parents living in the diaspora, meaning you're living outside of the motherland. But I think it's applicable as well for those parents listening in the that uh, listening from the motherland as well. So don't just think that if you're listening from uh, Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, that you can't take what was said. You definitely still can. You just got to take it and mold it to what suits you and what suits your family. But really good suggestions from last last week's show, and we got really good feedback from you guys. So thank you guys for giving us the feedback. So. We last week or last show, I can't really say last week, it wasn't technically last week, 
But last show, we had a very special guest, and she talked about the salient ways that she has raised her kids to maintain a connection to the motherland, even though we were not raised there, most of us were not born there, and we very infrequently visit there. Now, if you're, if you've come to that stage where you're like, hey, you know what, I'm out of college now, um, you know, I'm, I want to, I want to go and go to Africa, and a lot of us that were raised in, dia- raised in the diaspora, um, not all of us were able to go to either our parents' country or visit Africa in general. So as we got older, we're like, hey, I can go now. I want to go. And so what can you do when you get there? Right? There are so many other things to do when you go and visit these places other than just going to clubs and going to church. Now, I am not against either one. Okay? You want to go clubbing when you go to Africa? When you go to the motherland? Knock yourself out. You want to go to church all day when you go to the, to the motherland? Knock yourself out. I'm not against either. But there's so many other things to do other than that. And so what you're looking for is a genuine connection to this area that your parents are from, or maybe even that you're from, but you just haven't visited there either since maybe you were born there or maybe since you were small. There are things that you can do to keep that connection that was fostered in you, or if you want to develop a connection as an adult, there are ways that you can uh, tap in and foster that connection with the motherland. So sometimes when we visit, when I visit Nigeria, or at least when I used to, before I, before I even visited, and my parents would talk about going to Nigeria, to me it was just like a family trip. You get to go, you see your parents, people, so on and so forth. But it's much more different than that. So if you're a parent going with children, there are meaningful things that children can do while they are there. And if you're an adult and you're just going for the first time or the upteenth time, but with a different mindset, there are things that you can do as well. So understand that African Africans are capable of doing anything. So when you're going, you're going with the mindset of how to encourage, you know, people along that path. It's not, woe is them. So one of the things that the guests on the last show spoke about, she spoke about uh, sponsoring people. And in this instance, she was sponsoring a preacher. So I did some research, as I always do, you guys know I'm big on research. So I did some research and there are people who make a habit out of sponsoring individuals from a particular village, either to go to school or a local preacher. So there's, he didn't give you a few, give you guys a few of the ideas. You can sponsor a local preacher to obtain a degree, not necessarily to go to preaching school. Uh, it's very important that preachers have a skill other than just preaching. So for example, you sponsor a preacher who wants to be an interpreter and he wants to learn French. And so you sponsor him to go back to university, get his degree, and, you know, you'll have to, while he's doing that, he might not be able to work. So that means you might have to shell out a little bit of money for his uh, quarterly, monthly upkeep, but that's okay. When you translate the currencies, depending on what country you're from and what your currency is, when you translate the currencies, it does not, it's not a neck-breaking endeavor. So you can sponsor a preacher for a university degree. 
uh, a teacher through higher education, uh, either maybe a promising student in the village or a seamstress who has expressed interest in becoming a designer. Um, you know, there, there's so many, so many ways and so many things. But how will you even know who to sponsor if to say that that's something that, you know, pulls at your heartstrings? I want to sponsor somebody. How are you even going to know? Because the last thing you want to do is you put money into somebody and then the person takes your money and says bye-bye. Well, you know, guys, it's the age of technology. So there are ways you can combat that. If you're going to sponsor somebody, there's a few steps you got to take. Number one, ask around and get information on a promising person. Ask, you know, ask your people, ask, uh, maybe you can ask the local school, um, or maybe just, you know, just talk to people in your village and, you know, people, village people talk. Okay. So you guys know very well, village people talk. So tap into that chitty, chittiness, chitty chattiness, I guess I should say. And so get more information on people, um, promising students, promising teachers, promising individuals that have this desire to go further, but may not be able to do so because of lack of funds. Talk number two, talk to that person about the idea of a sponsorship. Funnily enough, not everybody might be open to the idea of being sponsored. Some people kind of recoil against that. And I, to be honest, can't really tell you why everybody is different. But, you know, talk to that person about sponsorship. And if you are going to sponsor somebody, they've picked their school or they've picked their institution that they're going to go to, you can arrange with the school to send money to them directly. What do you know? You can send money directly, usually it's going to be from a local bank account that you have in that country, and you just pay the money directly into the school. Boom. Done. And that way you know that person's school fees are paid. You don't have to worry about that. But if you don't have a local bank account, then you will have to arrange with somebody that you do know that you can trust that does have a local bank account in which you can send that person money, and that trusted person will pay it into the school's bank account for this particular individual because most many of us many of our parents or many of us ourselves have been victims of sponsoring somebody and they've we've given the money directly to the person or directly to the family and that money has not gone to its intended purpose so this is a way to work around that and it works pretty well so that's one thing you can do obviously this is for you know, maybe you have a little bit of disposable income and you want to do something different, this is something you can do. How much will it cost you? Well, it depends on institution that the person wants to go to. It depends on the type of training. If they want to, you know, learn how to sew, right? There are different, different sewing academies um, smattered across the continent. There are so many, so many different things. You just got to talk. If you guys have any questions, though, feel free to send us an email, ask us questions. We will either provide you with additional information or direct you to people that can provide you with that information that you are looking for. Uh, the other way, this is way number two, and these are not in any particular order. So don't go and say, oh, fun, just, you know, she harped on sponsoring as that's the best thing ever. That's Let's not be dramatic, okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, that is one way. So these are in no particular order. Okay. Just want to 
Just want to get that out there. Just want to be real clear on that. But another good way, and this is a way that children as well, they don't have to be an adult, that children as well can also uh, take part in and get connected to is visiting an orphanage. Now, I don't just mean visiting an orphanage and saying, oh, poor little kids, motherless babies, as they call them uh, in Nigeria. That, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I mean, visiting an orphanage and doing things for the orphanage. So people might want to say, okay, I want to visit an orphanage and I want to do programs with the children there. And yes, you can do that. And there are actually organizations that do that. One of them is a U.S.-based NGO, and they are called African Youths and Young Adult, Ayaya uh, for short, and which does exactly that. So they're focused on developing and catering to the needs of motherless babies. So they have a branch in Nigeria, and some of their out-of-the-box activities that they do with the children include events like teaching the kids and showing them how to fly drones. And so they're, IAS is very committed to this, and they this is an event that they do every year. And it does take a lot of commitment, takes a lot of money. But um, it, in addition to you know these activities, IAS also provides necessities to the children. So if you're thinking, okay, I'll do this orphanage thing, but I am not gonna plan an activity for the children. Well, guess what? There are organizations that do that. And so what you can do is do a simple Google search. Google is very helpful. Very, very helpful. You can Google. You can Google um, whatever thing you want to do, right? So if you want to visit an orphanage, if you want to visit a local primary school, whatever it is, you can Google from whatever country you're at, German-based nonprofits that do, you know, yearly work in X country. And come up with a list of them. I mean, it's it's insane how many there are. Now, that might be the overwhelming way. Maybe the more direct to the point way might be to just ask somebody in your community. So if you're from Cameroon and you go back to Cameroon, ask around. Is there? A, do you guys know of an organization that does things you know with uh, orphanages every year that either you can go to. Maybe if they do a yearly visit, you can take part in that yearly visit. Maybe you guys can coincide your family trip around that yearly visit. That way your kids can go and see, you know, a different side of, you know, life and a different way of connecting and doing things. You could do it that way. Or <laughs> once again, <laughs> you can just send us an email. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know some of you guys are going to send us emails. So you can just send us an email. And we will do some digging for you. And if it's a country that we don't know anybody in, we'll just let you know we don't know anybody, uh, any organization that operates in that country. But we'll direct you guys to the right people. So that's another thing you can do. And that's something that children can, children are so, so impressionable. And most times a whole lot smarter than adults. So they can go in during, you know, the activity day. Maybe, if, for example, if you went during IIS uh, activity day, you can, can go in and they can fly drones with the other children. They can just interact and talk with them. And, you know, they can see the ways in which they can make an impact and give back. 
So it's not just about the pot-bellied kids that they see on TV that live in Africa. It's the, the kid that looks just like them in, 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 the, in the fact that they're human, not necessarily color or facial, facial features. This is just a kid like any, a kid like any other kid. And so they can see, okay, you guys are donating goods, donating supplies to the kids. You're doing activities to the children with the, with the children. You're visiting them. You're interacting with them. You're playing with them. You're picking up the babies. You know, so many different things. And so that's another way. That's a, a good family trip to have. And it doesn't take that much planning because all you have to do is find the organization that's going to have their activity during the week that you might want to go. And then you follow them along with it. So Ayaya does things during the April, May-ish time frame. So that's when they do their activities. Uh, so if you're interested in that, let us know. We'll connect you with them. They do have a website. You can also go to their website. But just, you know, send us an email. We'll let you guys, we'll connect you with that organization. Uh, so yeah, sponsoring people, visiting an orphanage. The other easy thing to do, this is super, super easy is you, if you guys are having a family trip, maybe the primary school that your parents went to, if you're my age, maybe the primary school that your parents went to, or maybe the, uh, the primary school in the area, buy a box of pencils with erasers, uh, the little white erasers, and a bunch of sharpeners, pencil sharpeners, that they can keep in the classroom. And when I say buy a box, I mean buy boxes. And donate that to the school because you would be surprised at the lack of writing equipment in some of these schools. A lot of schools, not all schools use pencil. Some do use pens. So you can also buy a box of pens and you can go ahead and you donate that to the school. It doesn't have to be a big fanfare. You can just simply, you know, ask your, you know, ask one of your relatives to connect you with hey, who's the principal of that school or so on and so forth. And you donate that to the school. Some of you are thinking, okay, I donate that to the school. What if the school doesn't use it for the children? And that is always a possibility. But you get keep tabs. Donate, ask your relative to go back and visit. And if they visit and they see that the children are not using that, then you're like, okay, note to self or this is none or this is your other option better yet you can have an appointment with the school meet with the school meet with a principal tell them you'd like to have this day with the children they can maybe you know have you uh go and visit the classrooms which i've done before and you individually hand these uh hand the writing utensils or if you're taking writing pads you individually hand it to the children and that way they can take it, put it in their backpacks and take it home and so on and so forth. So that is also another very easy kind of option that requires very little planning. And uh, I mean, there's so many things to do, like I said. So those are three really, really good ones. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, look, I'm fun. I don't have any interest in any of that stuff. I don't want to do any of that stuff. That is okay. That is fine. What you can also do, there are 
you're like, you know what? I want to use my skills and my expertise to, you know, to directly give back. I don't want to feel like I'm being a charity case of some sort. I want to, you know, I'm an accountant. I want to give back using my accounting skills or I'm a medical professional. I want to give back using my medical skills. Guess what, you guys? There are cultural groups in your country that do mission trips. Hmm. What do you know? Surprise. I'm Canada, United States, England. These countries have various cultural groups that do mission trips in their country of origin. So Cameroonian Association does uh, trips to Cameroon. Uh, Aquabum Association does um, things in Nigeria. And in fact, uh, Akisan, which is a Kabam Association, they are actually doing a medical mission in a few weeks in Nigeria. And so it's nurse practitioners, RNs, doctors, pharmacists that are going on this medical mission. And they will be in different areas of the country, different villages, having this medical mission. And in fact, my mom is going on her first medical mission and she's very excited about it. So that's an easy, easy, easy way for you to use your skill and your expertise to, um, to kind of give back in that way, build that connection with the people. And even still, if you still feel that this is very humanitarian sounding and like I'm fun, this is too humanitarian sounding. I'm an accountant. I don't want to do any of this stuff. Well, guess what you can do? Very, very simple. Very, very simple. Connect with the local university and offer, this will take a little bit of work on your part, offer to um, maybe give some packets of, you know, trends in accounting or, you know, interesting accounting jobs, things of that nature. Offer to create that packet and give it to the accounting students. And nine times out of 10, you hope that they'll say yes. We are doing such a thing right now when I'll be going to Nigeria, which you guys will hear more about that at a later time. But connect with the local, if you're a lawyer, connect with the local law school there and offer to, I would like to provide the students with ways in which they can specialize in different areas of law. Or, you know, if you're doing intellectual property, you can provide them with a little packet on different areas of intellectual property specialization, why it's a good idea, you know, so on and so forth. And that's something very, very simple. That takes a few hours of work on your time to put together a packet. You would go to the local printer when you're there. You have your flash drive. You have your information in the flash drive. You print it up, bring staples and a stapler with you because you might not like the one that they have or they might not have one at all. Print up that information and you go and you hand it to the dean of that college and he can pass out to his students and he was if he or she is so inclined they might have you come to the class and pass it out to the students yourselves or you can speak that one requires little money on your part and not a lot of time and effort so if you're somebody who's in college i'm sorry you're graduating from college and you started working early career or if you're very well into your career um these are things that you can easily, 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 very easily do. 
So that's another option for you guys. So that's a, those are ways to use your skills and expertise to kind of tap in and give back. Now, I will say that the m- most salient way now to use skills and expertise to kind of help connect and build up the motherland is through tech. So as you guys know, tech is hot. Tech will be hot for a while. Um, it's been hot my cousin's entire life. Technology drives a lot of innovation. It's been driving a lot of the innovation in agriculture, in places like Kenya. Uh, so technology is hot, 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 hot. It's going to be driving the innovation in energy management as well. So tech hubs, and there are different hubs in different countries. So what do I mean when I say tech hubs? It's simply a community of people that, um, maybe I say community, yes, yeah, a community of people located in a particular building. <laughs> I'm going to be very specific here. Community of people located in a particular building that collaborate on, you know, similar goals and purposes. So say, for example, there is a a root hub is in Uyo. Uyo is in Nigeria. And, you know, root hub, you know, they rent out their space, different entrepreneurs and things of that nature. And sometimes you might connect with a local entrepreneur. If you're doing agriculture, you might connect with an uh, entrepreneur who is, you know, coding. And so Root Hub has this space for um, for people, for startups. They also have, you know, entrepreneurs come out and speak. They have different seminars that they conduct and that they host. And they have different events uh, that they, you know, they invite people to come and speak at. People present on their businesses, maybe their issues, their challenges that they had as a startup and so on and so forth. So these tech hubs do more than just concentrate on technology. And they, they, it's really an overall packaging of business in Africa. Brilliant, brilliant ideas. So there is a local tech hub in your country. Now, just because over 50% of the tech hubs in Africa are concentrated in five countries, doesn't mean that your country doesn't have one. So they're concentrated in South Africa, Kenya, Nigeria, Egypt, and Morocco. But they also have hub. There are also tech hubs in Tanzania, Ghana, and Liberia. So there are hubs all over the continent that you guys can um, ask Grandma Google, or you can maybe ask somebody that you know that you know would know that kind of information. So the skills training is really, really, really extremely important because a lot of the time what we don't what we take for granted here for example something as simple as mm, interview tips how to interview how to interview for a job how you should answer certain questions we might take that for granted here either because we've gone through it when we went to school when we went to uni you know we had the classes you know the career skills classes at our university or even our high school, you know, we had on the job when onboarding before we came to work training, or we had an internship. We, we've, we've kind of gone through how you answer questions during an interview, how you interact in the workplace. We've been exposed to this, but not, it's not the same in Africa. It's not that opportunity is not afforded to everybody. And the system is not built in such a way that these salient skills are taught to you from a very young age or 
straight from high school or university. So that is why I am a big believer in skills training. Any way that you can use your skills and your experience to help better the skills of others in the motherland, hop on it and do it. There are so many ways you can do this. You can plan uh, a gathering, you can, plan a, you can plan an activity, you can plan a seminar. It takes a lot of coordination, I will say. That's why I'm <laughs> now in the seminar, planning the seminar and planning an activity when you're not within the motherland, that's a little bit harder to do. So that does take a lot of planning and coordination, but it's definitely possible. So it's not, I don't want you guys to shy away from having these. If you're like, you know what, I want to do something big. I want to, you know, give a talk on the importance of, you know, continuing education or something. You want to bring in a bunch of nurses that will talk about continuing education and trends in certain areas of specialty. Yeah, that can be easily, easily, easily be done. I say easily because I've, I, I'm in the process of doing it and I'm realizing this is work, but it's not as much work as I originally anticipated. So many, 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 many things to do. And so I just want to encourage you guys that when you do go, you know, just to go in and when you're thinking about going, parents, don't be scared. Your children will be fine. Nothing's going to happen to them, hopefully. I mean, anything can happen to them in the country you're in. They can get anything can happen to anybody anywhere. So it's not you going to Africa that is going to be an issue because things happen to people all over the world. But you go in with an open mind, go in with a different mindset. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be a, here, come visit my people, and then that's it. No, 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 no. Let me find you and let me give you, my dear child, another way to get connected and stay connected. And as an adult, or when I say adult, I mean somebody over 18, let me find a way to get connected and to stay connected. All these things that I mentioned, these people are on technology. You can see them online. They have numbers that you can reach them at. You can send them emails. So these are places and people that you can easily reach. But Africa has, you know, you go in with an open mind because Africa has changed since you've probably left or you last visited. And I always like to say that if you have not visited Africa in five years, you're going to be going to a different country with a different country within the continent. If you haven't visited Ghana in five years, Ghana's changing so fast in five years, things are different. Nigeria changing rapidly. If you haven't visited Nigeria in five years, you're going to an entirely new country. The ideology has shifted a little bit. They're doing things differently. They're thinking differently. I'm not necessarily saying all the thinking and the doing is good, but things are changing so fast. So you really got to go in with an open mind. But so long as you go into, okay, how can I use what I know to better the life of this community or this people, the opportunities will just kind of open themselves up to you. So reach out to us. We will, we obviously, uh, we will connect you guys to whether it's resources um, that we know or that we know are available. If you guys have any questions, I think, I think that um, as so long as we in the diaspora when we make these visits, so long 
as we take the time, number one, to do our research and find what we are comfortable with, you will find that there are endless opportunities and possibilities of being connected and staying connected. So don't forget, you use what you know and what you have to better somebody else's life. Know better, do better, be better, and live better. So I don't necessarily have a, that, that's, really, that's really what it is that I want to present to you guys and give to you guys today. I don't necessarily have a catchy sign-off like, you know, the guests on the last shows have had, but I will sign off by saying thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, go on our Facebook page, drop us a note there. Drop us a note on www.afritalkz.com. At the bottom of the page, go with your mouse and drop the note, type it and push send, and we will get it. And we reply to every single message that we get. So thank you all so much. I hope you guys have a lovely day. And in my language, I'm going to say, Thumbah.